On today's episode, we talk a bit about what to do when kids lose it a bit while in the theme parks. We've all experienced that at one point or another. This is a perfect topic given my upcoming trip. This is episode 25 of Simplifying the Magic. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Simplifying the Magic. My name's Megan, and I'm here with Jess. Hi. And we are here to give you tips and tricks to help simplify your next vacation. So Jess and I are both moms of relatively young children and have a lot of experience traveling with them, as (laughs) most of our vacations do include our children. So we are so lucky to experience those special moments, like when the look in your child's eyes when they see Cinderella's castle for the first time, or when they put their feet in the ocean for the first time. But sadly, you also experience those less <laughs> magical moments that <laughs> yes, <laughs> we know do occur um, on every vacation, no matter how hard we try. <laughs> yes, that certainly happens. And I mean, kids are kids, but they definitely create some issues that might happen throughout the trip. Yes. Our um, mentors, Dan and Leslie have always said something that sort of resonates with me. And it's along the lines of like, your children are still your children, even when you're on vacation. So, you know, the things that happen in normal life are going to happen there too. (laughs) Yeah. I literally, ever since I heard them say that, I just like repeat it to myself while we're away because, you know, you have to remember that your kids are your kids and they are not going to change just because you've spent a lot of money on a vacation. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. They they don't care about that really. (laughs) No, they certainly do not. (laughs) So while we can't really give you the tips and tricks to completely eliminate some of these things to happen, we're hoping that today we can just sort of give you some guidance on how to maybe diffuse it or lessen it a little bit, or if nothing else, share our stories with you. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Um, so we're going to start by talking about problems that can arise with children that could ruin your trip. So Megan, you want to start with the first one? Well, um, with a child that's just coming out of the toddler years, meltdowns are pretty fresh in my mind. (laughs) Oh, well, mine are still pretty fresh with eight-year-olds. So right, you're <laughs> right. almost eight-year-olds. <laughs> we all, they all grow out of them at a different point. <laughs> oh man. So what do you think causes these meltdowns generally? Um, I think one of the first ones would be hunger. When that blood sugar spike, I mean, drops, you, you definitely can get a little hangry and kids can definitely show it. I mean, to be perfectly fair, I get hangry and and act a little rough when I'm hungry. So, um, definitely hunger is one and obviously like that's a problem, um, and easily fixable usually, but that's definitely one of them. How about another one? Yeah, I think fatigue and, um, you know, that happens often on vacation because you are usually more active than you are on a normal day. So you're staying up a little later, or maybe you're getting up earlier. You're on the move more often. So, I mean, obviously when anybody's tired, they tend to be a little bit more short fused and can have those meltdowns a little bit easier. Yeah. Especially, I mean, in the parks, especially because you're walking, you know, kids are walking five plus miles a day, which they might not be used to doing that. Um, and 
definitely, like you said, like the staying up later for fireworks or dinner reservations, and then getting up early to get to the parks before open, you know, that's a lot of, that's a lot for little kids. Right. So, um, we just have to keep that in mind that fatigue could be a problem (laughs) being off their normal routine of when they wake up, when they go to bed, when they nap, when they eat, all those things can really, I mean, I think children are even more sensitive to those disruptions than adults are. Yeah. Um, and then another one could be overstimulation. I know this is definitely one that we deal with, with my son. Um, basically the second we walk into the theme park, he starts hanging on my arm, like literally holding my arm down on one side. (laughs) So my entire body is tilted to whichever side he's on, no matter what it is. And he loves going, but for some reason, I think he just gets, there's just all these new sights and sounds and, and smells and people and just lots and lots and lots going on. And I mean, it's overstimulating for me sometimes as well, but for him, it's almost an instant change in his demeanor. He gets very like clingy. Um, so that's definitely something to be aware of. And obviously kids that are more sensitive to sensory things will have more issues with that. Um, which is why they have the things like the DAS passes and stuff. Um, but even for kids that, you know, don't have a diagnosis with sensory issues, you know, can still get overstimulated. Yeah, absolutely. And I think knowing some of these triggers, you know, you can try as hard as you can to sort of eliminate those to hopefully not have quite as many meltdowns, but all of a sudden one is happening. It's like, oh my goodness, like, how do you get out of it? I mean, that's always the challenge, right? How do we get past this moment and get them back to normal. Right. So what do we do to diffuse these things? (laughs) I swear I have tried it all Jess. Like (laughs) Levi has been the king of meltdowns. Like just, they are intense. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. I have experienced that with Timothy. So I understand completely. And I mean, I don't, this probably is not the best thing, but immediately I want to go towards like bribing them. I want to say, okay, like you know, let's just, I'll give you an ice cream if you can do this or I'll, you know, we'll buy you a toy. We'll do this or that. And I don't think that that ever works. No, probably <laughs> Maybe it not. works for some, but that that's always my go-to, but I don't think that that is effective. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I mean, sometimes it might work, but I think most of the time it's not a super effective thing, especially because, you know, especially if you're at Disney, like you don't want to be offering to buy them a $30 toy. If they're having a tantrum, like that's, you know, and you, and then you have to carry it around. And like, it's just maybe not the best choice, right? When you are rewarding bad behavior behavior, then. And I'm sure that's, I mean, it's definitely easy to do though, in the moment, if your kid is like on the ground, like flipping out. So I totally understand the want to do that, but it's probably not the best choice. Um, one that does sometimes work for me is ignoring them. Um, I, I have a lot of my, my kids, especially one of them whines a lot. Um, and it's just, if you like play into it, he gets it, he whines more and more and more, even if you're trying to help, even if you're saying like, well, let's do this to fit. No, no, nothing works. Like, yeah. so sometimes it's best for me to just be like, you know what? We're not talking about this anymore. You're fine. You have what you need. And we move on. Yes. Um, sometimes that doesn't work also, but it's definitely, it, it does seem to help if it, if all of his needs, like basic needs are met, then ignoring usually works for yeah, me. I agree. If they are in a safe space and aren't in a 
point where they're going to like physically hurt themselves <laughs> or something. <laughs> yes. Which does happen. Um, yes, it sure I does. agree. I think sometimes just like, okay, buddy, go work through that. And, um, you know, we're here when you snap out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it can be a little harder to do when you're in a theme park for sure. But, um, you know, if you're in a place where you can let it just kind of play itself out, they sometimes tire themselves out relatively quickly if you're not like f- providing fuse for the fire there. So, yeah, I think that our most effective tool, at least for Levi is humor. He, he, it just immediately can't help if all of a sudden we're tickling him or we (laughs) make a silly face or dance or something. All of a sudden he sort of forgets what he's so upset about and it will snap out of it. The key is that I have to go to that humor at the beginning and not wait too long until he's like too deep into it. But yeah, I think if you um can, you know, you have a funny bone that might help. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know this works for a lot of kids. I always forget to do it though, because I immediately get to that like anxiety yeah. phase myself. So I'm not very good at this. My mom is really good at doing that. And John is really good at doing it, but I am terrible. Like I'm, I usually am just like, (gasps) I get frazzled and then I'm not good at it. So it's something for me to remember in my little repertoire to do that. (laughs) And I think like, um, along with, you know, humor is basically providing a distraction. And I think maybe rather than bribing with toys, maybe having something on hand, like, you know, a tiny little toy item or snack item to use as a distraction. It's not so much a bribe, but it's like, oh, hey, well, look what I have here. And all of a sudden, again, their attention turns to that. Like that might be more effective. Yeah. I was thinking, so I was trying to brainstorm uh, for our upcoming trip because we're going to be in the parks for six days. And I really don't want to be hung on by, you know, a pretty tall, big, seven-year-old for the entire time Sweaty in August. Yeah. I can't, I just can't do it. I personally can't. And then I'm going to be overstimulated. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. um, I was trying to think of things that I could do to like help with that. And one of the things that I thought of was to give him, um, I found, I bought him and his brother, a, um, one of those popper toys. Yeah. Um, so, they have been really interested in them. We have a few people that we know at the pool that we go to that have them. So we don't have them though yet. So they don't even know that I purchased them, but I was going, they have keychain ones that I'm going to put on my bag that they can just, you know, pull off and like play with when they need to. And I think giving him something to just have in his hands, like as we're walking down main street or walking in lines or like hanging out, just something to keep his hands occupied besides hanging on me, I think might work for him. And and it's a sensory thing. So hopefully like if he's overstimulated with other things that might help get him focused back. Um, that's my goal. We'll see if that works or not. That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, I think it will work. And also I am going to bring their little boogie boards, which are their little light drawing pads the really light, small ones, I'm going to put those in my backpack because they take up no room and they're super light. And so they're perfect for like drawing and doing tic-tac-toe and lines if we're in a long line or something like that. So that is going to be my little trick of the trade. Yeah. You know, I actually just ordered a little kit from Amazon of I think it comes with like 30 little fidget toys. So there's a few of those poppers. There's like a Rubik's cubes, some stretchy things, like all sorts of different things. We're going to use them as like party favors, but 
it's it was really reasonable and oh yeah kids are just all over that stuff right now it's I think it's popular with their friends and their classrooms and yeah it must be proven to be very helpful for everybody <laughs> we actually own a box like that there and go, we were yeah. using it as rewards for different things um if he was like getting ready for school on time and stuff and so I still actually have some it's a good idea maybe I'll pack some of those because there's ones that he hasn't received Seen yet. in a while so, yeah or had yeah. totally um Another thing to definitely keep, like you were saying, is those small snacks. Like I always throw some granola bars or Nutri-Grain bars or protein bars or anything just to like have like quickly that kind of ups that blood sugar, um, without having to go wait in line for a Mickey bar or something, which we absolutely do also. But if you're in line for a ride, you don't want to necessarily hop out to get a snack. So I think it's helpful to have at least something to bring that blood sugar up so they don't crash and burn while they're online. We're like Mary Poppins with little tricks (laughs) in our bag that we can (laughs) whip out. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think also being hydrated definitely helps, like, especially going in, in August or in the summer months, like you're sweating so much and that can really take a lot out of you as both an adult or a kid. And so just having like hydration available for them is really important. So we always carry water bottles. And I think that's definitely something that's necessary, um, when you are there. So, um, yeah. So what do you think? Do you think if all of a sudden you have your child's having all these meltdowns being difficult, how do you feel about like punishments or repercussions or things like that? Like, do you tend to do that still on vacation or do you sort of loosen up your I loosen up my discipline for sure, because honestly, it really only hurts the whole family. If one kid is having a really rough time. And usually it's not that they're being just a brat on vacation. They're tired. They're hungry. They they're overwhelmed. They're overstimulated. Like they're not just being grumpy for the sake of being grumpy usually. Like, so I don't think it's fair to punish. Like, let's say for example, my son is the one acting up. And like, what am I going to say? Like, we're not going to magic kingdom today. Like I've paid all this money for us to go to magic kingdom. I don't want to sit back at the hotel room. Like, yeah. So I'm very cautious about what I say. Like when, (laughs) when I'm getting frustrated, well, during those meltdowns on vacation, I think I've definitely said those things in the moment, like, well, forget it, you know, we'll pack our bags and go home. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but oh, I'm, think... I've certainly been guilty of that. Let's, let's just be honest here. <laughs> I think they can see through that. That's probably not going to happen. Yes. But... <laughs> right. I mean, that's why I really worked on that over the years. Like, do not say things you do not mean, do not say things you do not yeah. mean, but it still comes out every once in a while. Oh, yeah. But, I know maybe one... more than that, but one thing that's never really worked for me too well, or I've never really followed through with at home are um, timeouts. Like that's just not something that has ever really been part of our, our day, but on vacation, I have found at least with a little bit of the older kids, those are helpful. It's like, you know what, why don't you just take a minute and sit on this bench or, you know, go in your room, whatever the scenario is. And I think again, it's just sort of that reset button. Like, yeah, I don't want to explode on you. I want you to stop doing whatever you're doing. Let's just start over. And yeah, it's, you know, it's not an hour, it's just a minute or two to regroup. And I think that works really well. Yeah. I think that's something that's really important. Something that we do at home and I'll probably do on vacation as well is just like, kind of like you said, like a reset, like I'll actually physically say to Timothy, I'll be like, let's restart our day. Even yeah. if it's like three o'clock in the afternoon and we, and we'll be like, good morning, good morning. And oh, like, that's cute. It, it does help sometimes. Like it's 
obviously after he's calmed down and he's like done with whatever tantrum he's having, but we'll just say restart our day. And we move forward from that point, kind of forgetting what has just occurred because if you're both hanging on to that, like whatever just happened, you're both going to be kind of miserable still. So I think just moving forward is a good, a good choice. Yeah. Cause if not, you're going to be cranky, your kid's going to be cranky. And then it's going to kind of ruin the rest of your day. And you don't want that when you're on no, vacation. Absolutely not. So other than meltdowns, another problem that could occur is all of a sudden you've, you know, bought this trip, you're bought your theme park tickets. Here you are. And your kid is afraid of the rides or afraid of the attractions, Yes, <laughs> which can be a, a little issue. discouraging. Yes. So some of the reasons that, you know, they could be scared. Some of the rides are dark or loud. They're fast. They're jerky. Some are just like kind of spooky or scary with like the theming. Um, so, you know, you kind of need to be mindful of what could set your child off. So yep. what are some things we could do ahead of time to maybe help prepare our child? So things that we've done, um, with my kids are watching some YouTube point of view videos. There's so many out there for basically any ride you can possibly imagine. Um, maybe talk about it, show them pictures, give descriptions of the ride, kind of compare it to something they might know. Like we have a local amusement park. And I mean, much, much smaller than like a Disney, but we have like, there's a ride that's like a free fall, like down it's small, but it's a free fall down. And I'm like, this is kind of like the tower of terror, except for much, much shorter and outside. (laughs) So like, if you want to picture what that looks like, like that's what it might be. So, um, I think the YouTube videos has, really helped my kids and it gets them excited about going too, which is kind of fun. And it's something that we can do together as a family. So that's been fun. Yeah. I think that that's always where I wonder is like, is it better to prepare them or is it better to surprise them? I know sometimes it might go both ways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. I totally agree. Yeah. I I mean, I've had luck with doing the videos and showing things, but then I've also had that end up scaring them and think I'm not doing that where I feel like in my heart, like, Oh, if you just gave it a try, I think you would really like it, you know? So, but that's backfired on me too. If um, you recall, when we went to Disney just this past, I put my four-year-old on seven doors, mine train, like first ride of the whole entire vacation. Didn't see it. Didn't know what he was in line for. And, um, that was a a definite fail. He did not care for it. (laughs) (laughs) Poor little guy. (laughs) It took us a good half of the day to To regain trust. (laughs) Yes. To regain trust and, um, get, have him try anything again. So (laughs) that actually happened with mind train for us too last summer. And I think it was more that he got a little nauseous because he hadn't eaten anything yet. And then he was a little scared to go on pirates of the Caribbean. I'm like, you're going to be fine on this ride. Like you'll love it. And then after we got through those things, then he was completely fine and went on like space mountain and splash mountain and thunder mountain. He was fine. He just like, really like that threw him off for some reason that mind train. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I thought that was a nice one to start with. I thought so too, but I don't know. (laughs) I know. I Um, remember when we did pirates of the Caribbean, I kind of warned the kids, like there's going to be a little drop, but don't worry. Like that's as as scary as it's going to get. And yeah, I think that preparation did help them because then they didn't think, Oh gosh, what am I on now? You know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and honestly, like as much as you can prepare for something, sometimes it's just, they just don't want to go on. Um, that happened. Uh, so 
I was so prepared when we went to universal, we had watched a bunch of videos. We had got Timothy had gone on every single ride at Disney that we went on last summer, including rock and roller coaster. He absolutely loved it. He loves splash mountain. He loved all this scary rides. He was like happy as a clam. Couldn't wait to go to universal. We got there and he did not go on half the rides was terrified. The ride that he had been most looking forward to, he freaked out on the first time. And it took us a few days to go back on it. He did, but he kept his eyes closed the entire time. (laughs) And I was like, honey, like this is the ride he was most looking forward to after watching the videos. He just got scared. Like, and then what really did him in was the line for Kong. Um, the queue there is just, really scary in parts for a little kid. And it was like dark and loud and spooky. There was this like crazy, like person thing chanting and it, it was like loud and dark and it just, it really scared him. And so he refused to go on the ride the first time. And we got all the way to the front and we had to do the rider swap. And that's just what you can do. I mean, as much as you want your kids to try rides, like, I finally decided it just wasn't worth him crying the entire day. And I was like, you know what? You don't want to go on. You don't want to go on. The rest of us are going to do it. You're just going to have to wait, Yeah, you know? And that was that. So I don't think we're going to have that problem in Disney since he already went on the rides, but (laughs) at least I'm really hoping so. I guess we'll find out in a few weeks, but yeah, I hope, I hope that he's feeling brave. I know, but, but you're absolutely right. Like, I mean, I think it's important to encourage your kids a little bit. If you truly in your heart, think it's something they're going to enjoy and be able to handle. But at, right. at one point you just do need to just step back and realize like, Hey, you know, this is there. There's still a zillion other things for them to experience, hopefully, and just let it go, take the pressure off. And then sometimes that will surprise you and they will come around when the emphasis isn't there, you know? Right. I mean, that's, literally what just happened with my, with Gavin, um, when we went to a different theme park a few weeks ago, he had really wanted to ride this like pretty intense upside down roller coaster, but he was terrified to do it. And in the morning we were all kind of being like, come on, bud, it's your birthday. Let's try it. Da da da. And like, he's like, no, can't do it. Don't want to do it. And then later on we like, we backed off. We just let him make his own decisions and he decided to ride it by the end of the day. And we were able to do it. So, or he was able to do it. I did not go on it. It was a little scary looking. (laughs) He was way braver than me. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, I think we just have to remember they're like little and those rides can look really intimidating and, you know, we can, we can try and help them along, but at the end of the day, like, is it worth like ruining your vacation over? Probably not. Like just let them like kind of do their own thing. So So we were just at a water park this weekend and all summer long, we go to a pool near our house and my youngest will go on the slides that are in that pool. And these Mm -hmm. aren't like giant water slides. They're basically like playground slides that land in the water. So they're for four kids, like for babies, you know, they're super small, but he like can't get off of them. So I'm like, oh my gosh, he's going to have the best time at this water park. So we weren't trying to push them on the big ones, but we had, they had like you know, one of those big water play structures. So we're like, look, Levi, that's like exactly the same slide as at our pool. And, you know, he's just not having it, you know, and no, like he just, he's (laughs) not walking away. He's pouting, he's kicking the fence, you know, like he's just doing everything he possibly can to ruin everybody's day. Uh (laughs) So we try, we convince, you know, this and that. And eventually we're just, we give up, took the pressure off and 
we eventually went to like a wave pool and did other things and found that he liked. And by the end of the trip, he was like, I want to go on that green tube slide. I want to do it now. So we're like, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we were going to go home, but if Levi wants to do this slide, let's do it. Yeah. So we get there. He starts walking up and is like so excited to go. And this darn play structure has one of those giant buckets, you know, that fills up (laughs) and then ever so often, like just dumps a big pile of water. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The poor guy. Yes. He's in line and it just like clobbers him. I mean, like, why do they do that? Like, does anybody like that? No, I don't. (laughs) Oh, the poor thing. He never did make it down the green slide, but (laughs) I certainly do not blame him. That's terrible. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh, well, maybe next time. Yeah. So, um, another thing that happens to, I think every parent on vacation is their child wants every single thing in sight, everything, everything, all of the things. Yeah, that is definitely something that happens. If Um, money is an issue, you need to set a hard budget before you get to your destination. Because when you're there, you want to give them everything. And it's really hard to stay firm. So I think like, you know, just know what you're willing to spend before you go. Absolutely. So some things that might come up are the food. There's, you know, there's carts everywhere. There's fast food, there's soda, there's candy, there's ice cream, like all over the place. There's Mickey pretzels. There's, you know, like there, every food is shaped, not every food, but lots of foods are shaped in Mickey shapes. And that is just like draws the kids in. So, you know, be prepared for that as you're walking around the parks. Um, and maybe like limit it to like one snack a day or two snacks a day or whatever you're you're comfortable with. And then have like other snacks in your bag that are a little cheaper and easier to access for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I think put having clear guidelines or expectations about what food they're going to get is helpful. Kids, Kids like rules as much as they fight them, they like them. So it's true. You don't have to be afraid to put those out there. Um, along with all the enticing food, there's also gift shops everywhere you go. So literally um, every, everywhere you go, I mean, every (laughs) ride dumps out into a gift shop and they are marketing all these things to your kids. You know, they're cute and they're, interactive and you know, they know what they're doing. Oh, they sure do. (laughs) So, I mean that too, like have some guidelines about what, what is going to be the souvenir rule? Like, is it get everything you see or, you know, is it maybe one at the end of your trip? I've heard some people will just give their kids a gift card with X amount of dollars on it. That might be a fun thing for older kids to start learning their budgeting skills and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. What we usually do is, um, we say like, you know, you have X amount to spend and you have, we're going to do it at the end of the trip. So like kind of look around and see what you want the first few days and then make a decision, um, that way, you know, and we really encourage them to wait a few days to make sure. Cause like, you never know, you're going to see something else. And like, Absolutely. we usually do a second magic kingdom day and a second Epcot day. So like, if there's something they really want, or we're like, we say like, wait until the next the next day, the next opportunity to get it. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think oftentimes you're right. The first thing you see is so exciting and yeah, <laughs> we want that. And it actually worked out well for us last time because Timothy had seen something at Epcot that he really, 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 really wanted. And I was like, let's just wait. We're coming back here for our last day. Like just wait. 
And then we went to animal kingdom for our second to last day. And there was something he wanted more. And I was like, are you sure you don't want the other thing? And he's like, I'm sure. And I'm like, all right. So he got the thing at animal kingdom and he was very happy with that and didn't ask for anything at Epcot. So that was helpful, yeah, but, that's um, good. but I think we're probably going to just get a gift card for each of them as well. And just say like, this is how much you have and you can choose to spend it how you want. Um, but we're still going to encourage toward the end of the trip, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of help them know like, okay, well, if you get this, you only have this much left and things right. like that. That's smart. Yep. Um, I know for, for me, I think I've let everybody know that I tend to be a little bit frugal and sometimes it's hard for me to not get a deal on things. So there's, <laughs> there's not a deal on, you know, theme park food and gifts. So sometimes right. I really need to tell myself as a parent to just like, let it go a little bit because, you know, this is, this is their exciting moment on vacation. So like, for example, when we go into like a candy store and I see all of this candy that is so overpriced and in my head, I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, like I could get this at the grocery store for like a dollar and here it's like $12 a pound. And yeah, but it's like, I don't need to, it's not worth the battle, (laughs) you know, just spend the $8 and get the kids their little bag of candies, even though inside it is killing me. Because it's yes. just, it's, they're happy and it's in the grand scheme of things. It's just not that big of a deal. So, right. And it's vacation it, and, yeah. you know, all so of if that. You're like me, just remind yourself to lighten up a little bit. And <laughs> I mean, it's true. Pick your battles. It, yeah, for sure. Um, and another thing that you can do if, if your budget is really tight and you really can't afford to spend, you know, that extra money on a souvenir, you might want to bring something from home that you can like set up cute in your hotel room or whatever. Like there are plenty of Disney items online on, on Amazon or Etsy or other places that are, you know, more affordable than they are in the parks. And there's still like, you know, Disney merchandise. It's just a little cheaper than in the parks. So it might be worth it to do that. If you really know that you can't do that in the parks. Yeah, I think so too. And you can even do that with food a little bit too. You know, maybe if you don't allow a lot of sweets at home, you, you know, having a couple suckers or pieces of candy or whatever, that's going to make your kids just as excited as that big expensive ice cream in the parks. You know, it's still a treat to them. So, right. Definitely. So our Next one is, um, what happens if everyone wants to do something different? Oh, that is always so hard, right? I mean, do you guys have that problem? Well, so we have actually yet to travel to Disney with both of our kids. Um, so you might have that problem coming up our new thing and we're traveling with another family. So there's going to be multiple people involved here next time. So this absolutely might be an issue on our next trip. Um, in the past, I've just kind of run the ship and Timothy <laughs> comes along for the ride. <laughs> um, and I'm like, this is what we're doing now. And that's just what we're doing. And he kind of has to fall into line with that. Um, but I always make sure it's stuff that he will enjoy. So I'm not like being a total crazy person, but, um, so you might be a better person to speak to this for this particular episode, because I truly don't have as much experience with it. Although like we did a little bit when we went to the local place, but we just kind of 
take turns. To, so. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what it comes down to is just making sure everybody's voice is heard, you know? So mm-hmm. whether it's taking turns or ahead of time, sort of everybody listing what's their must do and, you know, and, and yeah, just making sure that everybody gets that special thing they've been looking forward to. Yeah. Um, we sometimes have extra challenges with that, just given that we're an odd numbered family. Yeah. <laughs> Being for a sure. family of five can be kind of tricky. We don't have that benefit of just like, okay, one parent takes one kid, one takes the other. And, um, so there's lots of scenarios that would have that odd number, but so that, that can make it tricky. So we have to sort of split up and take turns and it's like, okay, well, why don't we have a snack? Why they do this? And then we'll do, Mm -hmm. you know, and we just sort of try and logically make it work out and make sure that whoever's not riding still is doing something special. So we're making good use of our time because, you know, you, time is sort of, money, I guess when you're on vacation. So we don't want just like half the group standing there waiting. So it's like, well, what can we do while they're riding? And then we'll flip it around. Yep. That's, I mean, we did do that when we were, when we were in universal because there were rides that Timothy didn't want to go on. And thankfully we had my parents there with us. Um, so they would take him to go get an ice cream or to ride a different ride, maybe in the Seuss landing, you know, we just kind of split up in, in that way. Um, but obviously this trip that's coming up will be a different, um, ball game for us to see like what happens. But I think we've kind of explained it to the kids. Like, this is what we're doing and this is the park we're going to, and these are the rides we're going to do. And then we're going to have lunch and go back to the hotel and do this. And then we're going to come back. So our kids just kind of like to know what's next. So as long as we get all of the rides that they want, I don't think they're going to care when we necessarily do it. We just have to not give them an option basically. Like, right if we give them options, then that's when the arguing starts. But if we're like, this is what we're doing and this is what's next, then typically the arguments don't happen as much. So we'll see if that works for us or not. <laughs> I no, we'll I think you're absolutely out. right. Is to not give too many choices. Or it can <laughs> definitely backfire. <laughs> oh, it can, unfortunately, but and one yeah. thing when we do split up, I think it's nice to not split up for too long, you know? So maybe yeah. it's like, okay, well, here's two rides and then let's all join up to do this thing together or eat together or whatever. So that you do still feel like you're on a family vacation and you're not just in a tiny group. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that covers a lot of specific things, but there's, you know, I think as an adult, we always are like fantasizing about our upcoming vacation. You know, you're imagining how each day and each meal and each thing goes and things just don't go according to plan. Like sometimes Timothy doesn't want to go on the ride that he's been watching and dreaming about. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Some things just don't work out. And I think that's actually more of an adult thing than, than, than the kids. Like, I think it's something that we need to wrap our heads around a little bit more than the kids do. So yeah. And change, change your course a little bit, lighten up and realize that um, they maybe don't know the plan. So just because things aren't going according to plans doesn't mean the trip is ruined. They don't, they don't know what they don't know. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, I think you have a bit of an example of that whole scenario. Yeah. I mean, when, when we went to Disney and, and my middle son, Owen was, let's see three, um, we booked just zillions of character meals, like 
every single character meal we could. And I, I mean, I've talked about this a little bit before and I mean it, the first one, he just wanted nothing to do with the characters, terrified, screaming, like shut down, mm-hmm. you know, one parents outside holding him and consoling him. So after like a few more meals, trying to just be like, no, Owen, it's okay. Like they're friendly, you know, doing all everything we could to try and get him to be okay with it. We're just like, you know what? Like, why are we doing this to ourselves? Let's yeah. change some of our reservations and just eat at a normal restaurant. And, you know, we ended up having a much better time <laughs> when we let that's go good. of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that you just need to play by ear. Obviously not every single plan, every single day is going to work out the exact same way that you want it to. And that's okay. Like life happens, you know, you can't make everything perfect all of the time, but as long as you're willing to be flexible and kind of work with your kids and work with your spouse or whomever else you're traveling with, it's better than like hammering down and being like, Oh, now the entire day is ruined just because this isn't working out. Like if you're going to act like that, your, your vacation is going to going to be terrible. Mm -hmm. Like there's no question. So if you just like kind of roll with it and say, okay, well that didn't work out, but let's do this instead. Like I mean, it made your vacation much happier to change your plans. And so that's, you know, that's great. So hopefully that's something that we can all remember as we go forward on vacations with our children or, you know, even without kids that can happen. So, yeah, you're right. So a lot of these things do happen with or without children. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that that kind of sums up our, um, are what happens when things go wrong. Yes. (laughs) Uh, We do have a little bit of news to go over this week. Yes, we sure do. Um, Cruising on Disney Cruise Line is back starting August 9th, which is super exciting. It's been gone for so long. That Um, caught me by surprise. Like, I know. I mean, that's just a few weeks away. (laughs) I know they've been talking about it for so long and then it's like, oh, here it is. (laughs) Um, So they're going to be doing three and four four night sailings to the Bahamas from Port Canaveral starting August 9th. Um, and then they're going to be adding some more later on in the fall. Yeah. And there are a few, I guess, a lot, <laughs> a few, a, a lot, few, a lot. <laughs> of things that are going to be changing to try and make this a safer experience. So as we know, in Florida, they can't make vaccination required to, to cruise. So I think some of these things are sort of ways to try and encourage vaccination without Mm -hmm. coming right out and saying that. So, um, we'll go over these a little bit, but definitely if you're looking at cruising, this is something you're going to want to really dive deeper in to make sure you understand. So all guests must provide proof of a negative COVID-19 PCR test at the guest's expense. And it needs to be taken between five days and 24 hours prior to the sale date. Yep. And then all guests will be required to take a COVID-19 rapid test provided by Disney in the terminal prior to boarding and comply with other health and safety requirements. The $65 test fee will be charged to the folio of all guests, 12 years and older. So that's, that's starting to add up and (laughs) for cruises departing from Florida through December 31st, 2021 guests, 12 years and older must provide proof of a valid travel insurance policy. Yep. Wow. And so guests who are fully vaccinated may choose to provide proof of vaccination in order to be exempt from pre-trip and embarkation testing requirements, unless arriving from outside of the United States and the travel insurance requirements. So basically what they're saying here is that if you are vaccinated, you do not have to do the 
um, PCR test. You do not have to do the rapid test and you do not need to get the valid travel insurance policy. So that's a whole lot of money that you're saving if you're vaccinated. So they're basically encouraging you to be vaccinated if you're going to cruise. Obviously children under 12 are not able to do that yet. So, um, you will have to still do those for your kids. Right. Um, then another thing is that guests ages two and older are required to wear a face covering on the ship and, on terminals, except for in designated areas and situations. Right. Um, so like you can on board on decks, like on in outdoor areas, you do not have to wear a face covering, but inside in restaurants, when you're not eating and things like that, you will have to wear a mask. Um, certain onboard venues, experiences, and other offerings will be modified or unavailable. They'll have limited capacity and availability and may be subject to advanced reservations. Yeah. So that's kind of the way the world's been working lately. That one didn't come as a huge surprise. No, (laughs) definitely not. Although I would strongly suggest that if you're considering cruising, definitely definitely go on Disney cruise lines website and read the no before you go, because there's a chance you might not want to sail yet. If you're not comfortable with some of these changes, or if there's something that you are really wanting to see, that's not there because of these restrictions. So definitely do your research. If you're considering going before these change. And obviously, as we all know, these things can change literally any given moment. So just, it's important to know before you go Yeah, <laughs> and read the no before you go anyway. Nice uh, there. Yeah. You like that? Um, um, so. the airport is going to be celebrating Disney's 50th too. I know. I'm so excited about this. I know it looks so pretty <laughs> coming just in time for the 50th anniversary celebration. This fall airport passengers will discover many exciting Disney touches, including a wide spanning art installation in the terminal train stations featuring favorite Disney characters, new magic, engaging passengers and new magic, engaging passengers as they walk through a glistening glow of projected iridescent light patterns and an immersive photo opportunity with a recreation of a Disney ride vehicle to capture special memories as they make their way through the airport, which I think is so fun. Me too. <laughs> I, I think it looks awesome. That's such I don't a great know. idea. Do we know when that's starting? I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. I can't wait to see that though. I'm yeah. excited. And then our last bit of news is about some entertainment that is back at Disney. So um, starting August 8th, the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor will be up and running again, which is a really fun attraction. It's I'm excited for that. Yeah, I think our boys will love that and we'll we'll be there on August 9th. Perfect. It's perfect. Oh, that's great timing. I know. Um, I'm pumped. Another similar type thing is turtle talk with crush that's over at Epcot. And that's where you can kind of ask these questions to crush from, um, Nemo. And that is going to be starting August 21st. We will miss that one. That's yeah. okay well, though. <laughs> you and I will do it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> it might, it might be a that. little weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the magic of Disney animation is going to begin August 1st at Hollywood studios. And that is like an evening light show that transforms the Chinese theater covering, um, a 90 year journey of animation. I've actually oh, never seen that fun. before. Me either. So I think that That'd sounds be fun. Cool. Yeah. Um, Beauty and the Beast is going to start up again August 15th at Hollywood Studios, which is like a live stage performance. Super exciting. Yeah. But with all of these things that we are um, saying hello to again, we are saying goodbye to a few things too. Yes. We are saying goodbye to Happily Ever After forever on September 29th. 
And that will obviously be replaced with Enchantment, their new nighttime spectacular, which is so sad, but also I'm really excited to see the new one. It's kind of a bittersweet thing. And then Epcot Forever is ending forever on September 28th, (laughs) um, which is not as sad because I think Harmonious starting is going to be pretty fantastic. So yeah, Epcot Forever has always just sort of been an interim performance. So I don't think anybody was thinking that would stick along. Yeah. So it is important to note there that Happily Ever After ends the 29th and Enchantment doesn't start until the 1st and Epcot Forever ends the 28th and Harmonious doesn't start until the 1st. So if you're going to be in Magic Kingdom and Epcot on those days, just know that there will be no nighttime spectaculars, which is a bummer. So pay attention to that. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, that sums up our news and our whole episode has really been one big giant tip for you today, but, um, just to sort of summarize, what is our tip of the week, Jess? Just remember that kids are kids. And like our mentors say, like they are not going to change just because you're on vacation. So kids are kids. Kids are your kids. They're going to act similarly to the way that they do at home. And that Disney can be really overwhelming and tiring for anyone Like we've talked about before, there is no tired, like Disney tired. (laughs) So take a deep breath, reset and move on. If any of these crazy things happen while you're on vacation, because you don't want to ruin your $5,000 vacation over one tantrum. It's just not fun or multiple tantrums, but like, just take a deep breath and just remember kids are kids. (laughs) Yeah. You never look back and remember those awful meltdown moments, you know, they just sort of diffuse into the trip and you're left with all just the joy. So the quicker you can take that deep breath and move on the the better. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to remember that strongly on our nine day vacation coming up. (laughs) You're going to do great. (laughs) It's going to be fabulous. I am actually very, very, very excited. Um, but I think that does it for our show today. Are you looking to book a vacation? We would love to help you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at simplifying the magic, or you can email us at simplifying the magic at gmail.com. We are here to help answer questions, give advice, or just say hi. And please remember to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. It'll really help our show grow and you'll be entered for a chance to win our giveaway that we will be giving out in September. So take the trip because there is a great big, beautiful tomorrow. And your next vacation is just a dream away. See you next week. Bye. Bye.